that sun in the autumn And I've seen the leaves turn to golden brown I've seen the red sun in the autumn And I've seen the leaves be turning to golden brown Take you there. Red stands for liberation. Red, red, yeah. I see the blackness of winter. I see death lurking in the trees. Yeah, I see the blackness of winter. Thank you. 
and interviews on Access Sacramento and The Voice. I'm Steve Lerman. Today's program is Playing with Stereotypes. Where do stereotypes come from? Why do some stereotypes persist? In this program, TED speakers examine the consequences of stereotypes. You can listen to this program at 96.5 FM in the Sacramento area, or you can go to accessacramento.org, or you can download it at greatspeechesandinterviews.blogspot.com. the TED Radio Hour from NPR. I'm Guy Raz. So a few years ago, Sarah Jones went to L.A. to audition for a TV show, and this was before she became a a well-known playwright and performer. Anyway, one afternoon, she took a walk around Hollywood. And uh, I was walking with a fellow uh, woman of color, as we say, and we were crossing the street. Um, I think it started to say, don't walk, as we were, you know, making our way to the other side. And out of the corner of her eye, Sarah saw a police car drive up, lights flashing. And I remember thinking, oh, I wonder who they're flashing their lights at. There aren't any cars in the vicinity. <laughs> There's only the two of us crossing the street. There's no way we could be, you know, getting pulled over. You can't get pulled over while you're walking. And in fact, you can. And they did bend us over the car and say, um, are you girls working tonight? That was, and it wasn't even nighttime. It was like the middle of the day. So, so they sort of stopped you and they told you to turn around so they could frisk you? Absolutely. It was like, are you girls working tonight? And, you know, I just remember, you know, I can't say I went ballistic, but I had the instinct that if I started talking like that, they'd be a lot more respectful, that I'd sort of stop them with my superpower of transmuting my class status and nationality in the moment in real time. But I thought better of it, thank God. So it's important to know that this is what Sarah Jones does as a performer. She becomes different ethnic characters. And by the way, all the voices that you'll hear for the next 10 minutes or so, they are all Sarah Jones. And a few years ago, she won a Tony Award for a play she wrote based on those characters. Now, all that success happened long after that day the cops stopped her in Hollywood. When Sarah realized her first instinct 
was not to be herself. You know, my thought was, I need to elevate my status somehow. I'm a woman. I'm a woman of color. I'm with another woman of color. We are, you know, low on the ladder of who requires respect. So the cops did let Sarah and her friend go after about 10 minutes. But at that moment, it hit her just how much she'd internalized the way those cops saw her and how even before she spoke a single word, all of these assumptions were made about who she was. So when she went back to New York, she started to focus her work on this very idea, on how we perceive others and how they see us. Wherever I am and there's an underground or a bus system, I try to ride it. And looking at all of these people packed into a small space together, I've thought about, you know, what if, what if, you know what I'm saying, the kid, you know what I'm saying, or the young dude, African-American, whatever you want to call it, um, he's standing there, you know, kind of looking around the train and he sees this little old lady. And what if he looks at me and he's thinking he knows what's going through my head? And what would I have to say to the both of them? And that it is entirely possible that we would all come together and say, did you see that episode of Game of Thrones last night? My God. We've all been judged for reasons beyond our control, perceived to be something we're not. And the thing about it is, we all do it to other people too. But can understanding why really change anything? Today on the show, TED speakers who are all playing with perceptions, challenging stereotypes, and in some cases, embracing them. I guess, like, I feel that, like... Like Sarah's character, Bella. It's even like the kids I babysit when I talk to them. They're kind of like, the only president they've ever known is black. And, like, I really kind of identify more with that than, like, the people who are like, oh, my God, black, white, like, let's keep, like, talking about how different we all are for another 24-hour news cycle. It's like, you guys are, like, really bored. So if you watch Sarah's performance, and and if you get a chance, you should, because it is almost impossible to believe that these voices are coming out of the same person. You find yourself wondering if if what you're watching is like a series of stereotypes and and whether that's okay. Here's Sarah Jones on the TED stage. So I am very happy that you are, you know, doing this kind of thing, making the talks available online. That's very good. I love that. And I just, I love you guys. I love TED. And if you don't mind, privately now, um, in the future, I'm going to think of TED as an acronym for Technology, Entertainment, and Dominicans. Thank you very much. So that was Nareda, and just like Lorraine and everybody else you're meeting today, uh, these are folks who are based on real people from my real life. Um, Friends, neighbors, family members. Uh, I I come from a multicultural uh, family. In fact, uh, the older lady you just met very, very loosely based on a great aunt on my mother's side. It's a long story, believe me. But um, on top of my family background, my parents also sent me to the United Nations School, where I encountered... A plethora of new characters, um, including, par exemple, uh, my French teacher, you know, and uh, she would be there, you know, kind of talking with the class, uh, you know, uh, talking about, the, uh, you know, the existential futility of life, you know. And uh, we were only 11 years old, so it was not appropriate. <laughs> but um, so there were the teachers and then there were my friends, classmates from everywhere, uh, many of whom are still dear friends to this day, and uh, they've inspired many characters as well. Uh, for example, a friend of mine. Uh, well, I just wanted to quickly say good evening. Uh, my name is Praveen Manvi, and thank you very much for this opportunity, of course. The reputation of I mean, of course, there are elements of, of all these people that, that that's hyperbole, right? I mean, it's it's... 
it's like a sort of caricature of, of a type of person, but but they exist. They do. That's absolutely true. You know, there's just the concept of, look, what is a stereotype anyway, you know? And um, I remember somebody asking me about, well, you know, you don't want to portray, for example, a Latino person who's a domestic worker or, you know, an Italian-American who's a cop. You can't do that. Why can't you do that? That itself isn't the problem. I think for me, where it gets, starts to get tricky is when I'm assigning, uh, you know, some kind of moral judgment on, you know, oh, well, if you do this kind of work, you must be uh, a person who's limited or less than. That is where it gets tricky. Or I guess it's always, it's just the oversimplification. Like stereotyping is about taking what's true and oversimplifying it in a way that seeks to oppress or marginalize a group of people. And, and I mean, and, and what you do, I guess, is more like an homage. I hope, I hope what I do is, you know, portray people as honestly as I can uh, with a view to, like, I don't want to say sustaining, but sort of just honoring their basic humanity. I try not to strip away what's actually there. But I mean, in doing that, you have to kind of stay aware, right? I mean, that, that you're not crossing a line and then offending someone, right? Hmm. You know, I, uh, well, I'll let somebody else field this. Let me see. Uh, my name is Pauline Ling. I think I know you from uh, the TED conference. You are one of those TED people, TED guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my bad, uh, bad joke. Uh, but even though uh, as an immigrant, my English is uh, not perfect. I think that people, when they get offense, uh, it's because inside they feel so uh, fear that they will not be able to see the person. Only they hear accent, they say, oh, oh no, I am not supposed to relate to that person. Uh, if I am happy, you cannot offend me. I uh, speak the way I speak. No problem, I don't have fear. Your offense is probably is about you, not me. Okay, whether or not you agree with Sarah... What she's really trying to say with her performances is that when it comes to stereotypes, to the way we view each other and our differences, we are probably way overthinking it. And what I think we need is to underthink it. We need less pontificating and analysis and brow furrowing and kind of nervous hand wringing and more truly honest conversation. The times when I have the most fun, I've gone and performed in such incredible places you know, Indonesia or Ethiopia or um, in the Middle East, you know, wherever I've gone, the conversation is so fruitful when we just sit there and get really rigorously honest in the moment. And it's not always pleasant uh, the entire time. It can get a little messy. But I think all this tidiness isn't doing us any good. It just spills out anyway. And so the time has finally come. Now it's time to hit the streets, back up those woods.
us your song Because our voices alone this time will not get it done Looking to stop a rogue regime Well, the first one that we must confront is Washington, D.C. The Bushair War, unconstitutional, unconscionable We refuse to let them kill with our name for you We know the game All that corrupts It's up to us to hit the streets Time to take our rights back, yeah Protest Because our voices alone this time will not get it done Because the people united will get it done Protest against injustice State terror on the streets of the world For the Back to playing with stereotypes. Uh, good evening. Uh, my name is Habib Rahel, and uh, I would like to first of all thank Sarah Jones for putting all of the pressure on the only Arab uh, who she brought with her uh, to be last today. Uh, I am originally from Jordan, uh, and I teach uh, comparative literature at Queen's College. So, if you will indulge me, I will share quickly with you a, a bit of verse uh, which I memorized as a young girl, uh, six years of age, so back in the ancient times. أرجوك تقولي إنك بتخليني أمسك إيدك خليني أحط إيدي في إيدك عايزة أمسك إيدك كل ما ألمس إيدك بفرح قلبي مش قادر أخبيه مش قادر أحبي هوبي and this it roughly translates please let me hold your hand I want to hold your hand I want to hold your hand and when I touch you I feel happy inside it's such a feeling that my love I can't hide I can't hide I can't hide well, uh, so, but please, if it is uh, sounding familiar, it is because I was at the same time in my life listening to the Beatles uh, on the radio Ramallah. They were very popular. Uh, so all of that is to say that uh, I like to believe that for every word intended to render us deaf to one another, there is always a lyric connecting ears and hearts across the continents in rhyme. And I pray that this is the way that we will self-invent in time. Uh, that's all. Uh, shukran. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay? Great. 
Thank you all very much. It was lovely. Thank you for having me. Sarah Jones as Habiba just now. She's given two TED Talks, and you only heard excerpts from one of them here. Check out both of them at TED.com. I was, like, totally not expecting to, like, be asked to join this, like, round table. It's, like, not really round. I'm not sure if I would have uh, if I would ask Bella to babysit my kids, but, but maybe. I'm exceedingly responsible babysitter. I'm Guy Raz. More ideas about the limits of perceptions, assumptions, and stereotypes in a moment. You're listening to the TED Radio Hour from NPR. It's the TED Radio Hour from NPR. I'm Guy Raz. And on today's show, playing with perceptions, ideas about assumptions, prejudice, and stereotypes. Are there are there like perceptions that people have of you that like really get under your skin? Oh man, all the time. This is Master Brownie. He's a comedian. So when I'll be doing a show and I'll say like, you know, guys, like when you hear British, what do you think? And they sing, you know, they think cool accent, you know, rock star James Bond. Maz, by the way, is Iranian-American. And then when you hear, like, Iranian, what do you think? Well, oil, terrorist, uh, Khomeini. Like, Khomeini is our James Bond. It's like, that's not right, you know. (laughs) For the most part, when you see us in the major media, you know, it's some evil dude with a beard and... Uh, that ominous music, you know, it's it's that. And as an actor, Maz has played his fair share of evil bearded dudes, as he explained on the TED stage. A lot of times in Hollywood, when casting directors find out you're of Middle Eastern descent, they go, oh, you're Iranian, great. Can you say, I will kill you in the name of Allah? <laughs> I go, I could say that, but what if I were to say, hello, I'm your doctor? They go, great, and then you hijack the hospital. <laughs> like, I think you're missing the point here. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind playing bad guys. I want to play a bad guy. I want to rob a bank. I want to rob a bank in a film. I want to rob a bank in a film, but do it with a gun, with a gun, not with a bomb strapped around me, right? Because <laughs> I imagine the director, Maz, I think your character would rob the bank with a bomb around him. <laughs> why would I do that? If I want the money, why would I kill myself? Give me all your money or I'll blow myself up. (laughs) Well, then blow yourself up. (laughs) Just do it outside, please. Structure ready to rupture, but good old boys don't care. 
is they get big fat checks and they don't have to live there. They'll frack him Beulah, frack him Partial, they'll frack Teddy Roosevelt too. And after they ruin your roads and schools and homes, they're gonna frack you. And unemployment here is the lowest in the nation, cause everyone works on the Bakken formation and nobody's left to run the store, but all is fair in love and oil. Oil and money make the town go round, and oil and money make the town go down. As long as the bust don't hurt us, crack that oil in Dakota town. The boys on top got their fingers in the pot, so no one's keeping them in line. They can't wait to deregulate, and then they can frack us blind. They like to tell us, look at the surplus, they want us to think it's because of them. But when they drill that rock, they're really lining their pockets with the oil and blood of Williston. And the ambulance is stuck behind a mile of trucks that won't Aside, and there's no money to hire EMTs If you get run over, take a number, please Oil and money make the town go round And oil and money make the town go down As long as the bust don't hurt us Frack that oil, frack that oil Oil and money make the town go round And oil and money make the town go down As long as the bust don't hurt us And now, messages from Access Sacramento. 